breaking news here on In the Name of the Moon. I'll podcast you. Uh, this is a little uh, post-recording add-in, but we um, decided to do things we never do this weekend and uh, watch different wrestling in WWE because the Royal Rumble and eat different pizza in Little Caesars because they have this thing called the Batman Calzone. And I will say, uh, it has been an enjoyable time, but everything has been bad. Everything, all choices are bad. <laughs> bad choices were made. The wrestling is been pretty bad. The uh, uh, pizza, t- really bad. Uh, but can you explain the decision making behind the Batman Calzone? You found out that they had Batman Calzones, and we said, "Oh, we need Batman Calzones." And then also, we went on a tangent looking at Little Caesars commercials to find out about the pizza boxes and YouTube videos to explain how to use the pizza boxes, even though we got it delivered. <laughs> The pizza portal is an innovation um, that appears to just be a hot little box to put your friends. With a QR code. (laughs) Yeah. Those are cool. But um, no, so we got the pizza. So like, I just saw it because like Polygon or something. I'm like, oh, pizza Caesars, little Caesars. (laughs) Pizza Caesars. Pizza Caesars, pizza puzzle, um, has these little, little, little boxes. Um. Has these Batman, you having seen, what do you think it was when you saw it? And what was it now that you've had it? I think it's what I was described on the podcast. <laughs> I think my description was pretty accurate. It was the bat body was a calzone. Or like, I guess not even the whole body. The, it's the Batman symbol. The middle and the wings were pieces <laughs> of pizza. Mm-hmm. And then like the head and the feet were calzones. Were calzones. My feet are calzones. My body. Well, is is that bats have feet? I think that is true. Like you're correct. Just it's like very funny to say it that way. You are correct. <laughs> like the top of the symbol and the bottom of the symbol were calzones, and then the middle and the wings was pizza. Yeah, pizza, pizza. So, and it was all very cheap, and I was like, oh wow, I should get too many things because like let's get this weird pizza that's half a pizza and half breadsticks. So we got too many things and. Everything is bad. We have no groceries in the house, so we were kind of just like, oh, this can last us a couple of days till we can go to the store. Now we have food, and I never want to eat ever again. Yeah, like, my thought was, like, two people, uh, a meal a day for three days, and, like, probably a double meal the first time, because it's, like, a weird wrestling thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, don't get Little Caesars. It was a bad, bad decision. Very cheap for the amount of food we got, but also, like, it... It's partially makes me like nostalgic for like going to like those birthday parties that you did growing up where like everybody in class got invited. But yeah, it was not good quality. But um, we are not here to talk about Little Caesars. We are here to talk be about topical because of our podcast and the Royal Rumble crossover. So number one in the Royal Rumble was recently returning Sasha Banks, who is uh, known for her attractivity and other stuff and um she had fun themed gear she was dressed like sailor moon yeah like full on like maybe i'll make that like the podcast art this time it Uh, was so cute yeah um she has like um like leggings wrestling kick pad slash like boot covers that are like the like sailor moon like red um there's like a blue skirt and she has like a bra with a bow on it and like some white arm stuff and like her blue hair is like 
has like the Sailor Moon she like had her gems in hairs it. Yeah, the buds with the gems in it. One of her gems got lost immediately. And a red choker, which I don't think Usagi has publicly. And then she like took her, her skirt off, which which she got in the ring as she was number one in the Royal Rumble. And what was underneath? It was like cute little Sailor Moon panties. Yeah, it is wild going from stuff like Impact and AEW to watching the Royal Rumble, which is the first time we've watched an AEW for like a year or two, maybe a Uh-oh. minute. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it definitely a lot of the gear looked much more like lingerie or like it was much less like holding in and much more like cleavage and stuff. But her trunks looked like panties and they had like stars on them and stuff yeah they had like stars on the front and then on the back it had like the moon and it said sasha banks and sailor moon font and it was really cute and i was really sad when she got eliminated because i wanted to just keep watching her hair fall apart that is our breaking news sasha bank was dressed like sailor moon like usagi and she's a big old nerd i guess it was very cute i wish more people had been dressed in costumes a second fan fiction prompt for you can be wrestling sailor moon <laughs> No. no okay Ooh, the four kings of hell can be like four four like <laughs> art anderson and tully blanchard can be like zoe sight and kun Zite. are those the two they would be no no i think um tully blanchard strikes me as a nephrite okay i can see that art anderson as a jadeite yeah rick flair's probably kun Zite. i think so and then whoever else is Zoysite? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, though, maybe the art of this episode can be, like, uh, that art of Zoysite and Kunzite in the picture, but I, like, edit in, like, Heliodard. <laughs> I thought you were gonna edit in Sasha Banks, but that works, too. Yeah. Just gotta wait till the end of the episode for the explainer. Tuxedo Mask. That's probably, what, like, Sting? <laughs> That's right, though, right? Yeah, I guess so. He fights the four horsemen, sometimes he's with him. But yeah, uh, that is our update. Any final words on pizza pizzas? Don't do it. It's more like when you forget and you get quiet than when you get loud and you're like, ah, hamsters. Yes, that famous thing that I say all the time. Yeah. And hello, you're listening to Common Riders with me. Or you're not. Um, you're not, actually. Hello, you're listening to In the Name of the Moon, I'll podcast you. Episode eight. Our ninth episode, counting episode zero. Uh, I am your host, Kip, and with me is Allie. Hey, Allie. Hi. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we... Are a monthly-ish, depending on the vibes, um, podcast, within a podcast, looking at Sailor Moon, both the anime and the live-action Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. <sighs> and we've been off. The vibes have not been good. Yeah, we had um, a weird December with the holidays and everything, and then we have had a January where we were like, oh man, we're doing so good. Let's get bronchitis or the flu or covid a week in for two and a half weeks not great for your good job that you're doing before um that point i would say not good for anything 
Uh, but no, um, we are here to talk about um, episodes 38 and 39 of the Southern Anime, um, and episode 16 and 17 of the live action. Uh, we've changed this uh, flow up a little bit to uh, match what we think is a plot point in the live action to um, the end of the first season of the Southern Moon anime. Uh, and by we think uh, shows like this often have titles like, whoa, confession. Now we know that Sailor Moon's in love or whatever, like a <laughs> like very obvious title. But no, um, how's it going, honey? Good. We're mostly healthy, so that's great. And just trying to get back on our feet. Yeah, which is kind of tough for you. <laughs> Don't be mean. Okay. Don't be high. Shut up. On you can't say drugs. that. I can say that. You can't say that. This is parody. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, so you're a real stoner, bunny. <laughs> you're going to make me quiet. I'm supposed to be focusing on not getting quiet. Would you like to restart, baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay good you're the one who has to edit this shit I'm not gonna edit this shit I'm just gonna put it up like it is you know raw just, dog it yeah raw dog it. Uh, it that's something I say a lot for things like oh yeah like I'm gonna wear like sandals uh, without socks I'm gonna raw dog it oh I'm, that's a bad example um, <laughs> I'm gonna um, eat some cereal without milk and a raw dog it uh what are some other Jamesisms? Hoisted by. And keep one in the chamber for yourself. Good one, James. I think keep one in the chamber for myself is a thing I say a lot. Like, oh yeah, like I left like the last meatball, my spaghetti and meatballs. Keep one in the chamber for myself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's my, <laughs> a big one. But no, um, you have a lot of incidental weird things that happen for you. Uh, like, the other day, I called you. I was at work, and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" You're like, "Oh, I'm trying to 100% Spyro because you really love Spyro." Dragon. I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'm gonna 100% your spile." And then you were like, "You're gonna hunt me in the wild." <laughs> That's what you said. I'm pretty sure. I was trying to be cute and nice, and then bring these vibes to Sailor Moon. But then to know you're like, no, like you're gonna. Hunt me in the wild. It happens sometimes where you just intentionally mishear me to try and make jokes. It's very weird. I like when you told me that you were going to get me a ring in an adventure for Christmas, and that's not what you said. I said, I'm going to. I said, do you want ring fit adventure a couple of years ago when that was hot? And then <laughs> you, you said, got, do you want a ring in an adventure? I said, ring fit adventure. All the homies out there know that uh, sometimes you get intentionally misheard. <laughs> And then your partner gets sad. <laughs> and then you're like, okay. Uh, but no. I'm, I'm going to hunt you in the wild, babe. Not if I hunt you first. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How are you going to get me? Karate. Okay. That's fair. Um, But what's new in the world of Alley? Any fun TV shows? Any fun books? We've been sick. I've restarted Spyro again and beat the first two games in the last week. That's the only thing my brain can tolerate. Yeah, we're still pretty low energy. I'm still coughing a bit. Like, I um had a tough edit the past two weeks of the normal podcast, and um I definitely probably gave, shout out to Andrew, um a, a tough edit, because I uh, recently re-guested on his show, uh, which will come out in a couple weeks. He has the same birthday as uh, 
Usagi, uh, June 30th. It's fun. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Happy early birthday. Happy belated birthday. I'm going to wait a couple months before I like, wish him happy birthday again. This is for last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> as you can tell, we're a little bit uh, wild in the energy department. But these are some fun episodes. You go first. I go second. <laughs> Category is Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Um, what kind of food is Usagi often compared to? A. Truffles. B. Chicken wakes. C. Pork buns. Or D. Pudding pops. Okay, that's like, who wants to be a millionaire? That's not concentration. Okay, then give me a concentration one. Do you not know what concentration is? I feel targeted. Concentration. 64. No repeats. Your hesitation. I go first. You go second. Category is Sailor Moon. Usagi. Luna. Rai. Mako. Monaco. Matoki. Tuxedo Mask. Matoki's Turtle. That's right. Matoki's Jadeite. You hesitated. I didn't hesitate. I never <laughs> hesitate. Did you? I guess boys don't play hand clapping games. No. Weird. Boys play fist clapping games. Like bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many asses can I kish? <laughs> Wait. That's a different thing. Yeah, that's what boys do. I'm going to drink some gin. And, uh, one of my favorite moments for you was when you found out what a jockstrap was. I'm still. That was like the biggest revelation that came out of quarantine. In 2020. 2020. What did you think jock were beforehand? I don't know. I don't remember. What are they now? What is a jock strap? I can't. That's very explicit. Just, I will edit. They like out. don't have a butt. They're like underwear without a butt. You seem to think this is very homoerotic. Yes, because like it doesn't have a butt. Your butt's just like. All out there when you're bending down in the locker room putting on your pants. Is that a problem? I don't know. I was never a boy in a locker room. It's not like on display. It it frames your butt. It's not like a show dogs thing. I'm, I don't know what that means. It's not like an American Kennel Club. Like, oh, like we're all just trying to be like the most fit boys with our asses out. And our- they look at dogs' asses and shows dog dog shows? Yes. That seems inappropriate. They're like, oh, good little asshole. Ten that stars. That seems inappropriate. I don't think this is true. They don't say good little asshole ten <laughs> stars, no. Um, <laughs> it's probably like their tails are looking at more. but That, so. that, that makes more sense. <laughs> I don't think... If you were like undercover like Bugs Bunny at like the Westminster like Halo show, you're like, oh, a good little asshole, ten stars. They would probably uh, arrest you. <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> So, last month, we were two weeks late. This month, we are again. Originally, we weren't going to, but I was deep in um, death. in death when I was starting my notes. I was, the first half of my first episode notes are a little startling. Um, I wrote, I have a migraine, question mark. More gay ice skating. So that's how I started this. Um, and um, this episode is... A follow-up to last week's episode about skiing, which is about ice skating. And we see... Uh, this is episode 38, paired with a monster, Mako the Ice Skating Queen. Yes. But um, 
there are these two blonde Russian Olympic figure skaters. I'm not sure if they have a medal or not, or they're working on it. But um, they're um, Misha and Jelana, Jelena, Janella, Janella. Yeah, I'm a bad bad skater. Janelin. Janelin, I think is Janelin. Yeah, I was looking at your notes, and you have it like three different ways in your notes. But my notes say Janelin. My C and my M and my X and my V key weren't working during this. I've since fixed them. So Do you, you know might... that none of those letters are in her name. I know, but you know, like <laughs> twice bitten, once shy. That's what, that's what I always say. Anyway, um, so they're very beautiful. Um, Misha is like the anime boy. If you drew like an anime boy, like, like you'd either draw like somebody who's playing, who's playing like Piakugan. Or you draw like him. Um, big blouse, big blonde hair. Um, and Janelin is like a two tone, like kind of short hair. It's like blonde and pink and everything. And I guess they just opened a new ice skating arena in town. But like this is legitimate and not a front until they get grabbed by Kunzite. But they're being watched by Minako and Kazagi. And they're very good friends who blend their hair together and you know hang out with their cats that are their mentors and totally are a couple i still don't i still don't get their whole trying to develop monaco with her like dog barryisms and whatever i like that part i don't get but besides that i love her i was not expecting to love her like i knew going into it that i was gonna love ray and ray was gonna be my favorite but I really thought I wouldn't like Monaco. I thought I did not think her and Usagi were become friends so fast and that I was going to love their friendship. Um, I feel like their friendship really surprised me because it would be so easy for them to be at odds because they're both pretty and blonde and have cats. And she's actually like more like Monaco is more who Usagi's supposed to be. So it makes sense for them to feud. And instead, they love each other. Yeah, like, I really thought, like, if you told me what is the intro arc for Monaco, I'd say, oh, yeah, they think she's the real princess. She's, like, a skinnier, blonder girl. Right. She's, like, more perfect, more of what Usagi, what Luna and Artemis want Usagi to be. She's better trained already because Artemis has a better time with her than Luna does with Usagi. Yeah. And she's, like, being done so differently in the live action and the anime too, where it's just like, I guess like, it's just like a known thing. Like she doesn't get her own intro arc. She's intro when other stuff's happening as like a, another part of it, you know? Yeah. But no, um, I have a kitten and a cat next to me, but I'll keep going. Um, my next note is all the Yu-Gi-Oh elves on the moon ice skated. Uh, and, and I stand by that. Um, there's a specific design of the elves in Yu-Gi-Oh. And they have this like flashback to the moon where they're like, oh, yeah, the moon princess was very good at ice skating. And they show like a bunch of like these people on the moon ice skating. Um, then we see um, more Kunzai and and Timian talking and um, <laughs> they're broken up. Um, and then it's like, oh, I will have my good idea and I will make this couple. Um, it's odd that this couple is a man and a woman. I would assume that they were two men. Hopefully the hopefully 
this dub won't change this. And then Kunzite comes to the um to the two and makes them into monsters. Um who do you think killed Sailor Moon's mom or Serenity's mom? Who do you think killed Serenity's mom? Well, like so Kunzite knows that like the basis of his plan is that ice skating was popular in the Moon Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that Ser- Serenity was great at it, so the Moon Princess is going to be good at it. So this is how we're going to tell who the Moon Princess is. is she's gonna, she loves ice skating so much she's going to get distracted by this plot and we're going to get her. So like they know a lot of shit about the Moon Kingdom. The war destroyed the Moon Kingdom presumably. So who killed her mom? Like, one of the four of them, or Queen Beryl, or the leader? Like, who do you think killed her mom? Probably wasn't Endymion. I'm going to say it's probably either Beryl or Metallia. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too, because I feel like that's got to be a, a plot point later. Yeah, because her mom is just taller her, right? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can keep going. I'm just, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Um. And then I, I made this note that was like, so Allie likes chess at Old War. And ice skating. Um, I think that was supposed to say Cold War. And um, Kunzite minions the Russians, which isn't quite what I meant. Like, does it make them like minions? Like, ah, uh, like that. Uh, but <laughs> how would you rate my minion impression? Uh, not very good. Oh, I thought you'd love it. All the kids love minions. All the kids love me. Um, fuck you. Uh, and then they um, they come to this new ice skating arena because they're not suspicious of like new business here in the town yet uh but um which is maybe tricky like this one isn't actually suspicious no they are suspicious of it because like only groups of five could come in right it's free admission to girls who only come in groups of five and nobody else wants to go besides minako and usagi so minako totally plays them and is like okay but isn't that suspicious don't you want to check it out So that's how she gets the other girls to go is because she says, oh, this probably is a trap. I want to go ice skating. But don't you think this is a trap? So you should come with me. How has Power Rangers ever done this? Like, how have they never been like, oh, whoa, there's like a bicycle race, but it's only for five people. And like that's how they get trapped. Like, I know that like modern Power Rangers is less like, let's go do like weird sports and like scavenger hunts. And then like, oh, no, like a monster attacks. But still, like they should have done this. This is a perfect. This is an event only five people can go in, and then you're trapped in the city's like big attack. That's like it is the most suspicious play on. I guess just um yeah. Um but the girls want to go ice skating. And to know, uh the blondes have shoulder cats was a another note I had where like they wear like Luna and Artemis like they're like mink or whatever, like a boa, like off their shoulder, which is very it's very anime. Like, I mean I that's how the kitten sits with us. Yeah. If I could walk around with her with doing that, I absolutely would. No, you would. Yeah. Sits on my shoulder and eats my pizza. Um, the skaters skate like the Elite Four. Now, I don't know what this means. I don't know what that means either, but it's accurate. I think they like pose when they're skating, like the little like um cut animation poses in like older like Pokemon games where it's like maybe yeah I don't remember, yeah. but it definitely sounds true. Um, so I was posing like a major gym leader or the elite four would in like Pokemon gold or whatever. But yeah. Um, and then Minako gets another guy to love. She's like, ah, oh, his collarbone is just like the collarbone of the man. I love. It's the way his hair flows. 
The way his hair flows reminds me of the boy who broke my heart. And Usagi uh, cannot ice skate. She falls right on her butt, but she's like super building it up. In a past life, I was so good at this. I'm going to rock. Just falls down, but Mako is so good at it. And she's like a tall girl. She's like, and she's like all skating and everything. Um, and what Usagi says is not bad, but watch me, which is exactly what you would say. And then fall on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, um, these two monsters still have like the animosity of when they were human. So they're like staring daggers at each other this whole lesson, just like super pissed off, like hate each other. Cause they were like about to break up before they became monsters. Um, and they're like, huh, Mako's so amazing. She's so good at this. Janela is hacking and Kunzite shows up and is like, make sure that you do a good job. And then like she does like the classic thing at this point. She's like scanning the whole group of people. She's like, hmm, this girl's hair is the same DNA as Sailor Moon, but she's a cl- super klutzy. She couldn't possibly like be Sailor Moon, you know? That one's definitely not it. <laughs> but they're like, oh, Mako has to be Sailor Moon. By the way, she's like, seven foot frame wrapped on her back <laughs> um and she gets like chosen to skate with like bruno and <laughs> uh i was like i remember the guy who, who like broke my heart and i really hope that we eventually see that it was some dude who didn't even know that like she liked him like okay in the last dance the michael jordan documentary there's multiple points where he's talking about like rude things people did on like other teams that, like motivated him to oh, like, right. like he makes up fights with people i think that's what mako <laughs> does i think that she made up this like love just to be like lovesick all the time yeah i really don't know so all we know about him is he has mish the way misha's hair flows matoki's voice and then the random guy's nose at the end of the episode and that is that is all we have to visualize him i think that she's just playing like a like me verse like mixed memory on herself she's like oh if i constantly mix these like facial features in like this like limited toolbox i'll eventually like a bad guess who yeah. does he have motoki's voice does he have misha's hair flow yeah exactly like a bad guess who <laughs> like a down bad guess who <laughs> yeah um so then um she says is this the free coaching and then he, he says she is good as this girl Sailor Moon, but he can't lift her. So then she lifts him in the air, and the funniest moment of anything I've ever seen, taller wife, first time any female has successfully done that, says Abby. She's like, first time any female has ever picked up a male before in ice skating. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> Love my tall wife. Love my taller wife. But she just like picks him up, and everyone's like, oh, this is true beauty. And it's like so fucking... <laughs> It's so funny. And Janelin is pissed. How dare you pick up Misha? <laughs> that's my Misha. Yeah, that's my Misha. Ah. Um, Classes are canceled. And everyone loves it. And like Misha's like, oh my goodness, what's this? And yeah, then like uh, the classes get canceled. And like when they get locked out, but like Mako's still inside, like the other girls are like, oh no, was this a trap? How could this local business that randomly had like groups of five doing this ice princess like stuff be a trap. And then Sailor Boo's still inside and she's like Yeah, Usagi's still poking, couldn't get her skates off. 
<clears throat> and she wanted more like free lessons to get her money's worth. But she's like walking around saying boingy boingy boingy. <laughs> and then uh the two attack Mako and they're like, oh, we're blended as one as we skate. And they become a monster. And they kick her tits out, is what I said. <laughs> Which <laughs> I said Mako's outfit gets shredded very specifically. <laughs> yeah, she gets like shredded across like the rib cage and like over the boob and she's not bleeding so just like anime it's just like anime but like it's so good because like janelin and misha's love hate love is more powerful than whatever shit kunzai casted on them (laughs) to turn them into monsters so like love is just always gonna fuck kunzai's shit and it's very good and very sad because my friend is still but they do super do the anime thing. Like, it's like this show has been kind of good about not artfully ripping people's clothes at this point. But it has been like, let's show like a like naked Naru in her bed getting scanned. Let's show like um a lot of raised butt, you know? So it's mixed amounts. They pick and choose their moments. Yeah. And um so Sailor Moon still can't skate. But to Huxedo Mask saves her. I'm not sure why he saves this time. He like always has to have a reason lately. Okay, so when he and when okay. <clears throat> yes. So when Kunzai and Queen Beryl are talking about the plan, um, and Demian's like totally shitting on Kunzai and is like, if you have any pride as a warrior, you would challenge her head on and then growl at each other. Okay. So that's important, first of all. <laughs> Don't know how growling at each other missed your notes. <laughs> Um, so when Demian comes to save her and says, don't get the wrong idea, we're still enemies. However, there's no honor in defeating you by involving the innocent. Once I stop these monsters from their senseless rampage, I'll be taking your silver crystal. So, like, part of him is still himself, and he wants to, like, he's like, oh, no, I have honor. I'm cool. And then the other part is, he really hates Kunzai. So if he can step in and sh- fuck up his shit and get the crystal, then that's great. And can I take over? He can Stefan? Step in. Oh, Ew, he you is saying, not Stefan. Like Stefan insofar as like he's like turning his emotions off, but he still likes peanut butter. Oh, like the a way little you do it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Fuck. You can go. Fuck. <laughs> I love you. Fuck. Um, so he when him so him and Usagi team up to fight off Janel and Misha Monster Fusion. And he throws her in the air and teaches her how to ice skate while they fight the monsters and says, nice job. You did good, Sailor Moon. It would felt like it was, stop making noises. Let me finish my sentence before you make noises at me. It was, it felt like much more genuine praise than any praise Tuxedo Mask has ever given her. Like, he's just always showing up and giving her praise. He is working with her. He is teaching her. He is giving her genuine compliments, even though he hates her and wants to kill her. Like, I ship Sailor Moon and Indibian way more than I ever shipped her in Tuxedo Mask. Like, way more. And so at this point, I was, like, kind of questioning. I'm like, what does he know, though? Like, how brainwashed is he? And we find out that in the next episode that he is still super brainwashed. But, like... I ship them so much more than I ever shipped him in Tuxedo Mask. I think Endymion, like, is honestly, like, a better dude than Tuxedo Mask is. Yeah, that's probably true. And, um, he, he's not 17, so it's probably, like, a plus. He's evil, but he's not 17. 
Um, and I let's talk about like their like um monster forms though. Yes, they're they're monster forms, like especially right before they fusion. They're so much cooler than their regular ice skating outfits. Like their regular ice skating outfits were really ugly. They get sexy and evil and like big oversized jacket sex evilness. She becomes like a belly dancer with like a one of those like button tops is like barely concealing herself. She has like big 80s hair and headphones and stuff and like lots of stuff. He becomes a Dracula. He has like a Jekyll and Hyde coat, I would say. Not a Dracula. I think he's a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. He went from like a cheap knockoff Party City Spirit Halloween Howl costume to Jekyll and Hyde. She looks like she would be in one of the Dragon Ball Z movies for like a minute and like fight like Yabcha or something. Yes, definitely. And then he's like, he looks normal, kind of, besides like the pale skin. But yeah, um, then there's a big absolute zero hell ice trap, but Sailor Moon stops it. No. And Dimian throws his cane into the machine and saves oh. them. And then Sailor Moon has her jaunty new moon escalation healing escalation theme song to turn Janelin and Misha back into partners. And by the time she does that, Endymion is gone. And Mako loves again. And Mako loves again. Like some random dude walking by, right? She's just like, oh. Yeah, some random dude walks by. She's like being sad and dumped. Like the girls are all standing outside and she's like, Feeling sad about being dumped by Misha, but she says she won't let that bother her forever. And then sees a random guy walk by. I love the shape of his nose. The guy who broke my heart had one that was just like that. <laughs> and all the girls are done with his shit. There was a guy earlier, too, like the one that was really good at crane games. Remember him? Yes, yes. I don't remember what quality about him she was into. He looked like the guy, I think. Um, or maybe he also sounded like her. I thought Matoki sounded like him. It's impossible though. I think my takeaway from this episode is she has a Michael Jordan-esque ability to make up a narrative. My takeaway from this episode is Minako and Usagi are best friends and Tuxedo Mask, or not Tuxedo Mask, and Demian is way cooler than Tuxedo Mask. So I've kissed a lot of people with long hair. Excuse me? I've had long hair and I've like kissed people. Excuse me? Not lately. I don't know. Like, I had a life before I met you. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't just... just cause you I didn't could have def- long hair then. No, they had long hair. Okay, so the long hair... They had long hair before me, and you have long hair now. Yes. Okay, I see. I'm not just like, oh, I think jockstraps aren't that weird. I, I, <laughs> I only kiss short-haired men with big, beefy chests. No, uh, I still think that it's the most... It's like gayer than having sex to mix your hair up like Minako and like Yeah, our hair doesn't get tingled like that. But I'm saying like you you couldn't have them be like on the streets, like on the like form down as gay. Like you had to be like it's complicated on Facebook, so you gave them something worse. Like not worse, but more emotionally charged. I feel so like so much more emotionally charged. Our hair gets mixed. <laughs> Sorry, it's like that's like the most like you just make characters kiss. But anyway, um, episode 39, the legendary Lake Yokai, the bond of Usagi's family. That's the Alley episode. It was a very good episode, too. I pick which episodes we do, like who gets what episodes, and I 
I work very hard at it, and I am usually right. Um, okay, so the Tsukinos leave Luna home alone and go on a weekend trip to the hot springs. But it's okay, because Usagi leaves her a letter and huge overflowing bowls of cat food. Um, a monster starts to reawaken in the lake while they visit it. Mm-hmm. And Endemina is sent to check it out, with Kunzite following along to make sure his brainwashing is in place. So that like answered my questions about last episode, where I was like, does he just not remember who she is, or does he know she, who she is, and she's he's just not telling? But no. We should talk about how they leave Luna at home. Luna's not happy about it. And like they and like her brother knows that she left a note for the cat with some cat food, like some cat, like some cans and some dry food. So they bully each other in the car. Um, and then yeah, I'm gonna use my fake notes and not my real notes because my real notes do not express my feelings well enough. Okay. I was trying to do my concise notes. My concise notes are not, they are coherent, but not descriptive. Um, so Usagi and Shingo fight in the car and she almost drops the music box and totally freaks out. And then her dad nearly drives them off the road, freaking out about Usagi, maybe having a boyfriend. So they visit the lake where Usagi's parents meet and Mamoru's music barks, box, music barks. <laughs> arf, arf. <laughs> Mamoru's music box starts playing in her pocket as she stares off at the water. And a monster at the bottom of the lake starts to, like, wake up. Um, Kunzite detects this energy, and que- but Queen Beryl sends Endymion to go check it out. And then tells Kunzite to follow him to make sure that brainwashing is keeping his memories away. So we find out that Endymion, like, he legit doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know who Mamoru is. He doesn't know who Usagi is. But, like, that just makes it an even bigger question why he treats Sailor Moon the way he treats Sailor Moon. If he doesn't have any memories, it's just, it's so good. Um, well, he has memories of being the Prince of Earth or whatever. But not when they were in love. True. Um, so they go to the uh, Usagi's family goes to the hot springs. Usagi looks super cute with her hair looped up like that to keep it out of the water. Um, Shingo's embarrassed to go in the hot springs with his family. So when Usagi teases him, he steals her towel. So she chases after him. They see someone standing by the lake and she thinks it's Mamoru. She has a goes, panic attack. Goes running to him. But it's just a statue of the Legend of the Lovers, and the music box starts playing again. And Demian is there and wants to know why the melody is affecting his soul. That melody, why is it resonating inside my soul? But he doesn't know the names Mamoru or Usagi. Usagi's mom comes looking for her, so he pieces out. Usagi- I do want to say. Yes. When I, when I say she has like an anime peg attack, it's like... um. When you're emulating like a PS2 game, like say Kingsfield, and you try and save, and like it just like gets all like glitchy, and like we see her like eyes like superimposed over herself as she's looking, and she's like outlined. She's like, it's it's such great. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Hand drawn animation. Beautiful. So Usagi's mom tells her the legend of the lovers. Basically, a man fell in love with an angel. Another woman was angry because he didn't love her, so she turned into a monster and attacked Are you an angel? Shut up! That was my thoughts, too! That was my thoughts, too! (sighs) Uh, We're talking about the Star Wars couple of Anakin and Padme Amidala. Let me start it. I'll cry. I'll have an anime panic attack. (laughs) (sighs) The angel and the young man use the power of their love to seal the monster into the lake, but die from the effort and go to heaven. And Usagi promises her mom that if, she'll ever, that if she ever falls in love, she'll bring him home to meet her parents. She says she's going to do that someday, but it might not be for a while. 
Because her love doesn't remember her or himself. And it's sad. Then Indibian. <laughs> Our cat was sleeping and perked up to look at you. She's done with my shit. Very upset. I'm very disruptive to her life. I'll just put a hand on her. Hope she goes back to rest. Indibian calls out to the monster and resurrects it. He looking like the perfect mix between Tuxedo Mask and Vegeta. Because you wear, like, all black, like, leather outfit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, like, did he have, like, the cut-off sleeves like Vegeta has, I think? Maybe. Is part of it? I don't know if he had cut-off sleeves or it was, like, full sleeves. Or if it he... was, like, it was just cut the same way Vegeta's clothes are cut. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> and Demian, um, so the monster attacks, yelling, give him back, give him back. And Kunzai's just chilling in a tree watching. And he goes, well, now, Endymion, with your endless curiosity, you've raised, a, you've raised a grudge from the past. What will you do? Kunzite Zoistice, chilling in a tree. K-U-N-Z-I-T-E. Did you notice? I'm pretty sure Kunzite's voice has gotten deeper since Zoistice died. Well, yeah. And it's hurting my feelings. A lot. Um, Usagi tears up about Mamoru, but lies to her family that's just because the moon is so beautiful. Her dad says it's so strange because sometimes she seems like a totally different person. The monster targets Usagi, who must have the same vibes as the angel, and her and her family run. Usagi yells at the monster, and her dad tries to defend. 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 <laughs> dad tries to defend them, but the monster chokes him out, and Usagi almost starts to transform. But evil tuxedo mask throws a black rose at the monster and tells it to back off, and he's not going to let it hurt innocent people, and tells her family to run for it. So this is two episodes now where. Endymion is not about hurting innocent people. So even brainwashed, in the Dark Kingdom, whatever, there is something in Endymion that is not about hurting innocent people. Because like it's like in like a game or something when like you change somebody's like alignment and like oh wow they're opposite but they still have like the same thing going on. Like it hurts my feelings. Um, <laughs> look at this tacky freak show. <laughs> the other Sailor Guardians randomly appear. Shingo is all about it. Usagi's pissed because she has to hang back while her family runs. Um, so she can't say the words or do anything. And Shingo is like awing over them. Um, Sailor Venus and Sailor Jupiter attack the monster, but the attacks don't affect her. Um, so Sailor Moon transforms once her family runs away. Her powers don't affect the monster either. Ray says it's because she's a yokai, not a regular monster. And Dimian says she's right, and it's his fault for awakening the yokai and to stay out of it. But yokais are Ray's area of expertise, so she gets to use her exorcism powers to weaken her. And I love, I love it when Ray gets to use like her mm -hmm. non-sailor guardian powers. Like I think that's so cool. Um, so she weakens the yokai. Sailor Moon uses her moon healing escalation to release the jilted young girl from the evil monster. She rises to heaven and waves at Tuxedo Endymion. That's what I wrote in my notes. Tuxedo Endymion as she ascends. And then he pieces out. And Koons is just like, well, Endymion, you are an odd fellow. Usagi reunites with her family and her and her, all the girls are in the hot spring. Manko tells Usagi everything will work out. And the girls bond slash almost drowned her. Great ending song. Two fun moment. Scared of what's going to happen next. I wrote, all the girls are leggy in the hot spring 90s. Next episode is Endgame. <laughs> it's very much like, okay, we came. Wasn't there rationale like, oh, we wanted to go to a hot spring? Yeah, it's too. not fair if you get all the fun. <laughs> it's like, well, this is a family vacation. Also, why didn't they bring the cats? <laughs> Fuck them cats. 
No, it's like Luna already got laughed, so let's just leave Artemis with Luna. It was a really good episode. It had lots of feels. It had lots of good character moments. Like it had lots of good Usagi moments. It had lots of good Endymion moments. We get a better sense of what's going on with the brainwashing and all of that. The girls get to have fun and be happy for a second. And I'm just so scared about the rest of the season because we're getting so close to the end. And I know everything's going to start to be bad. I mean, they always, in anime, in Tofuku, they always have these fun, like, oh, we're all having fun and we're on a vacation. Now let's see who's going to die. Yep, the now well, yeah, no, I mean, and then, like, I don't know that for a fact, but I got that vibes that it was like the same thing in all of my shows where if you have a family eating dinner together, somebody's going to die in the next couple episodes. Yeah, if you... Angel getting sent to the bottom of the ocean or, like, anytime in Criminal Minds when they have, like, a really big happy dinner, then somebody dies. The only difference is it doesn't... That doesn't happen in Bones. A lot... They eat together a lot in Bones, and it's usually okay most of the time. I restarted Bones, too, because we're just falling back on all my old... It's okay. After this, we'll watch Supernatural Academy. Oh, I'm so excited. And then Royal Rumble. I'm so excited for the Batman Calzonis. So we usually watch WWE because of a lot of reasons. Um, and we don't usually eat Little Caesars because of a lot of reasons. But we like pizza and we like wrestling. So we're like, it's the Royal Rumble. It's the one time where it's going to be good. And Nikki and Brie are going to be there. And I'm so excited. Like, the Royal Rumble is such a good match that, like, all of the flaws of, like, WWE or like whatever and like the Batman Calzone is such a good name uh, can you describe what a Batman Calzone is for the listeners okay so it looks okay well we'll have to see what the real ones look like in comparison to what the picture looks like but the picture on the website looks like a Calzone is like the bat body but it has like sauce and cheese on top of it and then it's like pizza slices-ish for the wings or something. It looks so good. It's going to be so disgusting. We're going to be so fat forever, but it's going to be great. Okay. I mean, it's fine. We need to go grocery shopping. So I guess like yeah, we, we have can no have food in the house. like some pizza for you tomorrow too. <laughs> but no. Um. Anyway, ep- episode 16, I must save Osaka. This is of the, the live action. Pretty guarded to the room. This is an alley episode. It is an alley episode. Allie's notes are less great for this episode, and Allie doesn't really remember this episode, but it's a Naru episode, so it was for Allie. Um, so it picks up after the events of last time when the other Sailor Scouts were like investigating the sinkhole. Um, so they all meet up with Usagi and fell her in about the hole, and she tells them half-truths about her day and doesn't really talk about how much time she spent with Miyamaru, or she definitely doesn't say anything about the fact that she told Miyamaru she was going to transform into Sailor Moon. The grass. <laughs> the birds. Um, Ami's still jealous of Naru at school the next morning, and Naru's jealous of Ami. Kunzai plans an energy farm and wants Nefert to be his personal assistant. So they, like, fight a little in front of Queen Barrel. Queen Barrel, that little man, let him be my assistant. <laughs> Ami tries to save Naru, but she falls through the sinkhole. Usagi, Rei, and Ami go to the energy farm, but there's a barrier. Usagi goes to get Mako, who's at, who has a cold from like fighting in the sinkhole, I guess. And Ami admits to Rei that she's not a good person and that she's jealous of Naru, and it's like a really cute moment. Um, the four guardians can break through the crack in the barrier. Ami defeats the monster and rescues Naru. 
Usagi restores everyone's energy. Then in home act, Naru and Ami are partners and Usagi's left out. And they're all like baking cookies and Ami bakes cookies for her mom and Naru or and Usagi bakes cookies for Mamru. They have pink school desks because this is a show for like the Sailor Moon. And I love the Nephrite being my personal existent. He's so indignant. We never saw him like interact with the Kunzai, but it makes sense. Um and like I like the like in Toku, there tends to be like this weird, it's like respected, but it's also not. So there's like this weird level of writing and like commentary going on that like you don't even see in like a lot of like American productions. And like it's like, oh, like let's look like this farm is people trapped in their boring, ordinary lives. It's like that kind of stuff, like very top level basic. But also it's like at least there's a little bit of critique going on, you know? Um, there's foreboding lightning. Um, both in the real world and the Dark Kingdom. Kunzite says it's signs of the resurrection. Nephrite tries to p- protect Queen Beryl. So there's like this whole, beware, Nephrite's going to defend Queen Beryl, but Kunzite's only here for Queen Metallia. Stones fall from the shrine. Jadeite's alive. The boys are back in town. Bear, bear. That's what we not say. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so Jadeite is... Woke up from his crystal nap. I really need Zoysite to come back alive so I can see what's going on with Kunzite and Zoysite. Right, because I feel like that would only be fair. Is because Jadeite's going to like hesitantly not want to team up with Nephrite. Or not with, yeah, with Nephrite. Because they're both like all about Queen Beryl. So like Kunzite's going to need a partner. So also like um these shows, like the difference with Toku and like animation is they have to like make all these costumes and stuff and like when they're like larger like monster suits like make them so they like to do like at least once in a season like hey everyone's here let's have a big fight and um i'm sure they're gonna do like um queen barrel and the four generals versus like the sailor guardians and like um tuxedo mask or something like at some point which is fun i can't wait (laughs) lots of flips um usagi goes to (laughs) camera's apartment with the cookies from home act that sees him coming outside of his apartment with his girlfriend. Yeah. And his girlfriend, I think she might be nice. Probably. Which is the way these things are. But, yeah. Yeah. And, like, in the background, when she's coming up to his house, like, you can hear, like, a heart beating sound. And, like, this whole episode is her, like, willing to, like admit to herself that she thinks of Mamoru and not Tuxedo Mask, which is, like, such a funny thing. She's like, oh, I can't believe I'm betraying Tuxedo Mask by liking Mamoru it's more. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, want to announce episode 17. Episode 17. Minako transforms in front of Ray's eyes. And then, the first thing that we see is, um, so Mamoru says, like, it is mind. He thinks, um, was she really here to see me? I don't think so. Um, and then Usagi's leaving. He's like, he doesn't care. And like eats a like cookie after like running away. And it's all sad and everything. It was like literally my only note for this episode <laughs> is, was she really here to see me? Couldn't be. The trauma of watching your enemy to lover ride away on his bike with his girlfriend when you were trying to bring him cookies. On the shadow spear, shadow breaker. Oh. What's That's, his bike's name? It's not a bike for his girlfriend. That is a bike for Usagi. I'm going to go back into our old notes to see what the <laughs> name of this bike is. 
Shadow Slasher. Shadow Slasher. This is why I love Toku. Because it's great. Because it tells the truth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know what's up. Uh, can you tell me the um, scene that I showed you from the like, Copyright Akiva? It was so good. I don't know how to explain it because it was filmed so good. So a, ma- a main character in the show in a plot line set in the 80s is this guy, um, Otoya. He has just finished making the world's greatest violin and putting his soul in a like prayer in it with the queen of the monsters in that show. As you do. Um, and the king of the monsters has just showed up. And he asked the queen, hey, do you love this mortal man? And she's like, what if I do? And, and then he's like, ah. I don't think she sounds like Yogi Bear. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. <laughs> what if I love this stupid man? That was the, that was the inflection that you used. Um, she's insistent that, like, she's just, like, testing to see, what, like, why these monsters have been falling for humans. Because, like, it's her job to kill monsters that have, like, fallen for humans. Um, and when he shows up, she's like, uh, maybe I do. Um, and the king throws his demon sword into like a wall and is like, ah, uh, then she's like, oh, like, why do you throw the sword? And he's like, because if I held the sword, I would have struck you down. Struck you down, that me. I love you. And I don't love shit. <laughs> um, but so he's stalking Hotoya and like he keeps like being heard or seen by like the um, like corner of his eye, but like, then he walks past him and, like, bumps, like, shoulders with him. And then, like, when Katoya looks where he is, he's disappeared. But all the places that he's stepped, he's, like, made... A fire! He's made a footprint in the concrete, and, the and like, each, like, footprint catches on fire. It's so good! <clears throat> and, like, he's not a developed character, but they just, like, made him the devil, like, an old, Who like, needs character development when you have burning footsteps from... That was the where... Devil. Walked as the devil and carried you. Yeah, exactly. And um, I kind of think that if we end up doing Come Rider Deno as our next show, you, you should be on it, babe. I think it'd be fun. Is it as good as that scene? Because I just liked that scene. There's at least three to four seeds that are of that quality in the run of Come Rider Deno. I'll think about it. There's one scene in particular that I want to see you react to strongly. I react very well to everything. So maybe you might just like guest on the second to last episode and be like, ah! Be like a special video component of my face watching it. Just live stream me watching it. Here's a common writer live stream. Uh, but yeah. Um, so then, um, <laughs> to go back to the episode, um, Minako has to cancel concerts to stay in hiding. And like we hear in the news, there's like, what's happening to her? Why is she canceling concerts? The superstar, is she retire her um kunzite makes a ruckus and then jadek comes back i think he's like threatening queen barrel again and like or like saying stuff like i'm loyal to queen metallia um and then we see them back in like their like sewing class and like one group has to make a dress and one group has to make a scarf, scarf. and then abby's like i'm gonna make both and then um naru calls out kusagi and is like what are you doing she's like ah and then um she, she decides to make tuxedo mask a she decides to make a a um scarf for tuxedo mask and also in their base in the 
karaoke. They have like little cubbies for their stuff, which is very cute. Right, but she's like trying to sublimate her love for Mamoru and like overcompensate her love for Tuxedo Mats. And they're still the same person. <laughs> I think you should write a story about somebody who's like doing this, but then realizes that they're genre savvy and they're definitely the same person. And then they're not. No, that's not fair. <laughs> no, I would be so angry. But you are your own audience. And if you would be angry, then your audience would be angry. And they would be like, this legendary series that made me so mad. And I read all the books. <laughs> and I really want to see um, Joseph Gordon Levitt in it. I don't know. I started reading the Akatar series. <laughs> if anybody has any interest in me explaining the Akatar series, if there's any crossover, let him know. And then he'll have to listen to me talk about it. My next note is Ray dead mom and Monaco sad too, because they're both at this like Catholic church. Yes, yes, yes. The priest is not boxy though. No. Um and then the priest finds a like stray like Labrador retriever outside and the girls like help bring it inside and like feed so it. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, he's sick. He like his like fever is breaking though, as he's by this lamp. Um and then at the same time, like Kusagi's like pondering like the right color scarf and like imagining like what if I gave like a blue scarf or yellow scarf and I put it around his neck and then it was around his neck. Um, and like she said it's on white, but I feel like it has to be white or red, right? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> on a park bench, um, they're talking, but Kusagi can't stop thinking of Mamoru the whole time. She's like, uh, what color scarf do I give him? Turtle colored? Turtle friend colored? Girlfriend colored? Girlfriend colored? Um, <laughs> so then um, we come back to the church and like Ray realizes who Monaco is and they bond over not having a parasocial relationship. Um, and then at the same time, like where they're talking about like how they don't have a parasocial relationship, like Usagi is singing, say la vie. vie. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite song. <laughs> And then um, Ray goes to fight the like monster and like um, save the priest. So the girls are running from the karaoke to go help Ray, and they run into Mamoru. And like he's gone shopping with his girlfriend, and like they have like very like aesthetic like ooh, there's like two baguettes hanging out of this paper grocery bag groceries, and like his girlfriend's so nice and like so gentle. Is like oh, are you okay? And like. So pretty, and she's like, oh, no, and then she just, like, runs away. That's when we get, um, Kusagi, um, can't come to the fight, because she's just, like, venting about, like, he has a girlfriend, she's so nice, and I was doing my best, but I can't stop from liking him. So, Ray has to fight alone. And then we see, like, um, the first Sailor V detention. And, um, in the background, when she transforms, the cross starts spinning. <laughs> then the monster gets away, because Ray was trying to help Minako and stop and not like win the fight and so he's very mad at her and we get a next time on we will finish the fight and everything's gonna be stressful <laughs> yep yep you that's what you gotta look forward to next time folks we got stress and valentine's day stress and valentine's yeah stress and valentine's and uh for next time we have episode 40 through 42 or 41 and 42 actually and uh, 18 and 19 of uh, these two shows. So that'll be fun. Um, I think uh, we get 
some good Valentine's arcs. Uh, the end of this arc in Valentine's for live action. And for uh, the anime, we get the start of Endgame. Sadness. We get sadness, I'm pretty sure. We have sadness. Um, but yeah, um, so what do you think of these episodes, babe? I'm not going to lie. The live action ones didn't really stand out to me this week. I feel like the last couple episodes, the live actions have been really good. And these ones didn't stand out to me that much. I loved the anime episodes. Mm-hmm. I did not think I was going to care about the ice skating one at all. I thought it was going to be a monster of the week one. And I need to stop saying that I think it's going to be a monster of the week one. Cause every time I say that it gets me in the feels. And then I just loved all of the Blake yokai. It was great. It hurt my feelings every moment and it was wonderful. And I think too, it was like, these were like the anti penultimate, like, sort of Damocles episodes that were like, oh, everything's so nice before everything gets so bad. So they're going to be a little more charged with energy. Than- I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's my least favorite part of this season. I hate it so much. Uh, It's going to be great. Um, I do have something for you, though, babe. Is it a present? It is a present. Yay. Listener Trigun Vol has a fan fiction prompt for you. I forgot about this. <laughs> Crap. Oh. Crap. I didn't get um, a pronoun for Trigun Goal, so I say they. Um, they answered when we asked. Um, and we wanted a Sailor Moon fanfiction prop. Um, <laughs> and I really love their prop, because uh, uh, how's this kind of work? I'm going to give the prop to Allie, and then Allie's going to talk about how she would do a like, fanfiction in the style. Oh, that's how this works? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then next time you want to like write a couple chapters, let's look at two. But uh, I thought it was homework. I didn't know it was a pop quiz. <laughs> uh, I didn't know we were going on a field trip with the friends. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Fucking vibes on there. Uh, but yeah. Um, so Trigun Vol asks, um, what if it was like this, but they were cowboys slash cowgirls? And I, and I love that prop personally. <laughs> It's a very good prompt. If you would like, this could be homework instead, honey. I hate pop quizzes. And my first reaction was that episode of little, My Little Ponies that I really like, but it's cultural appropriation and bad. Well, like, every episode of My Little Ponies is <laughs> c- cultural appropriation. Horses don't have magic. Horses don't fly. They're <laughs> stealing this culture. <laughs> <laughs> Can my counterpoint be all right? Uh, Cowboy Like Me song fic. And you listeners thought that the sh- uh, the like Shadow Slasher wasn't going to be a main focus point. Yes. Good horse name. Good horse name, though. <laughs> Fuck me. Good horse name is our new podcast, actually. But uh, <laughs> we have to come up with a good horse name. <laughs> it's like every day we like read the weather and they come up with one good horse name. It's the like five minute podcast, <laughs> but okay. For next time, y- you have to have a complete concept or a complete soundtrack for the cowboy slash cowgirl Sailor Moon. Fuck. And when is next time, dear? Uh, I did not write that in the notes. We actually said we wanted this out for Valentine's for Day. Valentine's Day, and we're gonna stick to our schedule this time. <laughs>
Valentine's Day is on a Sunday. I no, think. Isn't it on a Monday? It's on a Monday. I'm pretty sure I checked that you would be at work. So, so that I means we're... Get your present ready. Probably recording on Friday the 11th then. Uh, so there you go. I guess we can post it on Valentine's Day. The full moon's the 16th, so like we're not that far off. Yeah. <coughs> I think the 16th is still... It's not werewolf time yet, but it's close enough. Okay. So cowboys, shit, at the ready. Okay. Oh, God. Um, okay. I'm going to steal a prompt and say it's off the board, and maybe I will flesh it out to match you. How's that? Okay. Yeah, you have homework. You should okay. have homework. The prompt I'm stealing is, speaking of cowboy shit, Mako sees Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to know what part of Hangman Adam Page is the same. I mean, it has to be his ass. He has the same ass as my Yeah, lost it has love. to be his ass. Or eyes or hair or something. I don't know. No, we already have the flow of the hair has already been taken. So Mako's like a horny, big, bad wolf, like a tall, bad girl. (laughs) What good eyes do you have? (laughs) Tall, bad girl is my other podcast. (laughs) Oh, it's the one where makeup even better days for horses. (laughs) Here's my horse, tall, bad girl. (laughs) She pisses so hard. Steal all your money and push you off the porch. Is that how that song goes? Yes. Is that your song? Fix stupid horse or cowboy like me. And also, you're probably going to have to. If I know Trigon and Vol based off of this uh, prompt, they're going to ask to hear about Akatar. Somebody needs to ask about Akatar so I can just fully express my feelings. Mostly mostly about Farah's dress and the wine. And I haven't even gotten to the part yet where Rysand explains that. And I just... Ah! So from where I am, I can see the sleeping kitten that's on a cat tree. And the way her eyes open just in sheer rage. Intermittently while we're having a conversation. But no. Uh, good podcast. Very good, good podcast. podcast. <laughs> good podcast, honey. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, um, who were your top three characters this time? Endymion. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Endymion and the dog. The dog? Okay. Endymion and the dog. So instead of having a third, like the lake yokai, you're just going to say? I guess. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <coughs> Endymion, the lake yokai, and the dog. I like Janella. Uh, I guess I like Endymion or, hmm. I think I like live action Kunzai because what a little... Like bastard. <laughs> and Jadeite's back. Jadeite's back, yeah. Honorable mention to Jadeite's back. Honorable mention to Memory's girlfriend with no name. <laughs> I'm sure she has a name. I'm pretty sure it's in the title of a <laughs> next episode or a couple episodes from now. Yeah, sure. Um, So, so yeah, uh, there is Live Action Kudzite. There is. What was that to say? Janella. Janella. Janelin. Save Dig. Um, and I'll also say, um, the Lake Yokai. He was cool. Very honorable mention to Memru's unnamed girlfriend that likes to ride the Shadow Slasher and also to the dog. Very good boy. Uh, but yeah, um, what was your favorite, um, your favorite effect, suit, or choreography? When he throws her 
when they're ice skating and he throws her and she does good ice skates this time. Okay. I will agree, actually. That's a pretty good one. Yay. Strong. I win. That or the anime panic attack. Uh, yeah, that was the other. That was that was the other one. <laughs> that reminded me of like when Vegeta like spent like 40 episodes being like, I'm a Super Saiyan. I'm the Super Saiyan. I'm the Super Saiyan. We should go watch Dragon Ball. I miss Vegeta. Yeah. We're like right at the start of the Android arc, which is like the best arc too. Is Vegeta around? I don't even know. Yeah, because we just saw we just saw Super Future Trunks. We just saw Future Trunks. Yeah. Yeah. So he's around, but he doesn't know that he's in love yet. He just knows that he had a kid. He's not in love yet. Doesn't know that he's in love. Uh, and then what was your favorite outfit? Mm, Usagi's towel and her loopy loop hair. Okay. I liked how artfully they avoided completely making Mako naked. <laughs> it was very much that uh, stuff. But yeah, with that, what should he them on? Like any final lessons, any final words? The birds. The grass. <laughs>